0: Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services.
1: Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker-owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. I have helped hundreds of clients throughout the home buying and home selling process. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. I like to say that I offer my clients exceptional service that moves you. Every week I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and sometimes we are even interactive, so you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, or if you want to listen to one again, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, I'd love the opportunity to meet with you. You can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate.
2: Hello to all our South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am here with Mary Baker. She is uh, trying to get Facebook Live up. And Sharon McNamara is here. She's just making some copies in the next room. But we are here at Home Sweet Home at 19 Madakesid Street in Pembroke. Our new studio, I know it's our new office, but we call it our new studio. And we have Larry Nelson here from WATD. Hello, Larry. Good. How are you? Yeah, you don't have any headphones on, so I feel like you can't hear yourself, but you can. <laughs> you have ears. That's nice. <laughs> um, anyways, but we have Sharon here now. Hello, Sharon. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Any better? I'd be on vacation. Perfect. Perfect. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Sound good? A little lower, maybe. A little
1: So, um, here we are,
2: and I made it. You did.
1: We are on um, Facebook, so if you want to find us on Facebook, we are uh, on Sharon McNamara, Sharon Costa McNamara. So if you want to see what we look like in our studio, you can see Larry in the back. So we're trying out this room, and I know we don't have Ben, we have somebody else in the room. We have Amy tonight. Amy, oh, so hi, Amy. Can you hear us?
3: Hi, yes, I can hear you guys. You sound great.
1: Well, thank you. So that's Amy from WATV. And uh, here we are. If you are in the area of Pembroke Center, we are right across the street from Stop and Shop. So if you want to come and see what it looks like when we're doing this radio show, come on over and say hello to us. And um, Larry, you're going to be psyched about tonight's show. Do you know what it's about? Uh, buying a new house? <laughs> <laughs> no. It is. We should set up a microphone for you. You know I like to hang out
2: with I asked him, and he, he, he said thought, no. <laughs>
1: we're going to be playing with levels
0: and stuff, so I may be running outside to listen to our on the radio.
1: Oh, okay. I think it's Melissa that tends to be the one that's high all the time. I always have to put hers down a little bit uh, there. But we also have... Um, Mary here, hey Mary, hi, how are you, I'm wonderful, aww, that reminds me of Father Mark, because he used to say that from St. Joseph. I'm wonderful, God loves me, that's fine, by- oh my gosh, I can't believe you just said that, so Kathy Sincotta says that to me yeah, all the time, but she went to St. Joseph's, that's why, oh, <laughs> she
2: she says that, and she's
3: like, I'm, so I'm wonderful, God loves me, how are you? Yeah. And I go,
1: I'm wonderful, about loves me, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So tonight's uh, show, we are going to be talking about septic systems in Title V. Uh, this just, we thought that, we've done this before with Lisa Collidy. She's been awesome. Actually. I loved that show. Yeah, Lisa has really been great when it comes to that. Um, you know, so sort of keeping us on check with what it, what happens from a perspective of a um, from the Board of Health agent. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what she does. Why don't you come over here? I'd like it better over okay. here so people can see you on Facebook. Oh nobody mm-hmm. wants to see my face. Yes, that's yes, why I, that's why that. I'm on radio. <laughs> Oh, well, and we can see, we can hear Amy. Annie. Amy's in the studio, and... Amy wants to be part of the septic conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amy, wherever you would just do them, we could hear you, too. So. Oh,
3: all right, I do. I was just talking to Lisa, and she is ready.
1: Oh, she is. Well, um, this has nothing to do with septic systems, but somebody that we do love, as much as I love talking about septic systems, that's some type of a segue, Lisa. So we're going to talk to Lisa DeMilo from the WATD Traffic Center from... Uh, wherever you are right now, Lisa,
0: how's it looking? Well, you know, that is quite the
1: uh, intro there. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, I tried. I know, I know, I know, and I give you credit. So, you're still in the thick of it, Sharon, on the expressway southbound. It's inching along from the tunnel down through Salvin Hill and from Granite Ave to the split. Northbound slow from Furnace broke up past Nepponset Circle and again approaching the tunnel. Route 3 south delays from the expressway down past Union Street. The Sagamore and the Bourne are both delay-free, and Route 24 South is busy from 93 down towards Route 139 and again down after 495. This report is sponsored by the Empire State
2: Building. The new Empire State Building Observatory is now the only museum open from 8 a.m. to 2 a.m. Purchase your tickets at EmpireStateBuilding.com
1: forward slash radio. Open daily. Traffic on the nines every
2: morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. And we're back. We, You are listening to Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara. My name is Melissa Wallace. I'm here with Sharon McNamara, the one, the only Sharon, and Mary Baker, our team member. Um, Mary thinks that she's the least important person here on the radio show, but she is not because I told her, you're running the show tonight because I don't know much about septic systems. I know they exist. Um, I know there's a different types of them. <laughs> they're important. I know that they're really important, but I recently learned about what a tight tank is and we'll get into that later. Um, one of our listings has a tight tank, so um some people were asking about it and I was like, you know what, I should probably ask too because I don't know much about it. So Sharon was gracious enough to educate me on a tight tank the other day. So um now I now I know. There's but um different
3: types of systems now, especially um, and especially down in the South Shore in our rural areas. Yeah. A lot of um, waterfront property, which makes it a little bit
2: more difficult to get your traditional system. Well, it's funny because I am, I've been very um, (laughs) humid all day. (laughs) Um, I'm pulling a Sharon. (laughs) uh, It's funny because when I do the open houses um, at Copperwood and at Bristol Estates, um, a lot of people, uh, when I know that they're coming from the city or they're coming from a city um, or a town that I know doesn't have private septic, um, I always say, oh, you know, it, it is private septic with this. Are you familiar with it? Um, And a lot of them a lot of people don't know. Like they they don't know what a private septic system is. They just have always had town sewers, so they they think that you know they're gonna get a bill for it, and that's just that's just that. But um, so it's it's interesting to um, educate some people on what a, a private septic system is because there's also you know with developments yeah with developments you can have a shared system, you can have an individual private system, um, which is what we have both at Copperwood Circle and um, at Bristol. States. So um, it, it's interesting when, when the when people come from the city or come from, you know, towns that have... Oh, a girl. I have
3: no idea. I have no idea that where our waste goes was so important or so intricate in any way, shape, or form. I was like, it goes where the Ninja Turtles are. That's pretty much... That well, I, I honestly <laughs> didn't know.
2: That was my... That made me <laughs> laugh, <laughs> actually. It, it, you don't remember, like, yes. um, Ninja Turtles and what was his splinter? Oh, yes. oh yeah, I was, uh, yeah I was really well I didn't know that it has to do with like water too so like I never thought about like where your water goes once you like shut the drain off like I never even knew so like when you were telling me the other day I was like oh well I guess that makes sense like I never even thought about it yeah because one of the things I said to you
1: was think about it if you wash an apple the water from the apple goes down the drain yeah Because I always say that I know too much and I don't even know like a quarter mm-hmm. of what I uh, you know. And we tried to get Al Wood to come on with us today from AE Wood, but he was too
2: bad. He's yeah. a shy yeah. guy. He
1: didn't want to sit with us. Yeah. I didn't tell Larry that I told him he could have a couple beers if that loosened him up. Not while we were on the show, though. I swear. So <laughs> Larry's going to be like, oh, after. Oh, oh. oh. Is that against <laughs> the law? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm having a. Um, it just need mine a little louder. Sorry,
3: mm.
2: we're
1: trying to figure things out here. If you have any questions for us, by the way, It doesn't have to be about septic systems, even though that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. If you have any questions regarding real estate, uh, if it's about purchasing a house, selling a house, the legalities of it, um, home inspections, anything like that, just give us a call at the studio, because Amy still is at the studio. And uh, the phone number there is 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. So if you're sort of stuck in some of that traffic Lisa was telling you about, uh, just give us a call. We'd love to have some uh, callers. Um, here and if you have questions about septic systems, that's even better. So we have a sort of, of a, um, a sort of a, a general idea of what we're going to be talking about. Well, we have a good idea what we're talking about. But what we're going to start with is. We figured we would break this down between a seller's point of view and a buyer's point of view. So, what do what are sellers responsible for, and what are what are buyers what should buyers be thinking about okay. when they're uh, purchasing a house? So, um, yeah,
2: we have some notes in front of us. So, good luck trying to read my
0: <laughs> handwriting.
2: <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I get it.
1: So. Um, What we're going to start with is the seller's perspective. Again, you're listening to Talk Real Estate on WATD. And uh, if you have any questions, 781-837-4900. And what are things that you have to consider when you're buying and selling and common questions to ask? So when you're a seller what is the common, you know, people are always the misconception. First of all, the big misconception is, is that sellers are responsible to do the title five inspection. Did you know that's not true? I do,
3: but I only know it because of you. Oh. <laughs> so I'm cheating.
1: <laughs> okay. So sellers are, um, I, I hear a, I hear a telephone, but, um, the sellers Maybe that was a caller. Oh yeah. I hope we have a caller call in. And, um, The sellers don't have to necessarily be the one to take care of it. It's not like law that they have to. They just end up being the one that does do the inspection because they won't get a buyer to purchase the home because the buyer won't be able to get a loan, right?
3: So so if the buyer, so say it was passed on to the buyer, and this is just me thinking, all right, is there any scenario in which it would be okay for a buyer to really test their um, septic system that they don't technically own? Mm. Could you write it in as part of the offer to say, you know, as part of like a home inspection contingency contingent upon, you know, buyer receiving or buyer inspecting septic system?
1: Mm -hmm. So you're saying if the buyer wanted to do their own inspection as well? Well, if they had to, or or if if the the seller seller.
3: wasn't able to, because I know sometimes that happens. Yeah. The concern for me as a buyer's agent with something like that is what if it
2: fails?
1: Well, and that's a concern for the seller too. We always have this, we're like yin and yang, aren't we? (laughs) Yin and yang. So um, the concern for me as a seller would be now we have a failed system and then you'll, I think you only have like two years to do the repair. So if you're in a situation now, you know, you have a failed system that would have to be disclosed. Um, and then that process, we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth in a little bit. Um, Sorry, I
3: jumped ahead. I didn't even mean to.
1: No, 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 that's okay. That's just what happens if you do have a failed system. So, uh, we will talk about that a little bit more, but the seller is not the one that like, they don't have to do that, but you end up doing it because of the situation. It kind
3: of opens up your buyer pool a little bit more, right? So if Mm. if you decide you're not going to do it or Mm. not test your septic system and list your house then the buyers that might be looking at your house might be fewer and far between because Mm -hmm. one... They might not want to take on the inspection themselves. Mm -hmm. And two, you might limit yourself to somebody who's looking like cash and doesn't care if the septic system has passed or failed, right?
1: Yeah. And that's the other thing too, is like when we, when we're dealing with foreclosed properties, like we've done a lot of work with Harbor One, Mm -hmm. um, with their foreclosed properties. And a lot of times the banks don't want to get involved with putting in a new septic system. So it will say like the buyer's responsibility for the septic system. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when the seller knows that it's failed, it will already say, you know, the seller is and the buyer is responsible
2: for that. And how, right. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I, was gonna jump <laughs> I was just staring at your nails. That's all. Oh. <laughs> they, were in my, they were waving around and I noticed that they're red now.
3: So, <laughs> so am I going to jump again? If I say, so how would a seller already know that a
1: system is going to fail? Well, if this, that would only be in a situation if the seller did do the inspection and they okay. know they have a failed septic system. So you are on just, you are.
2: I know, but it just it. I can't hear it in my
1: then your headphones. headphones.
2: I can hear everybody else but myself in my headphones.
1: Oh really? That's yes. weird. Okay. <laughs> Very strange. So, um, I'm the
3: least technical savvy one of this bunch, and I'm just gonna stay over here and,
1: and not, <laughs> do your own thing. I don't know. Um, if you have questions too, and you're on Facebook, you can ask us questions on Facebook, and some of us have our Facebook apps out right now, so we can answer your questions that way. So
3: wherever um, I am, we sound wonderful.
1: Yeah. I don't know, it sounds good, I, I think. So um, how does a seller get an inspection done on their home? Who wants to take that one?
2: Mary can. <laughs> um, so there
3: are licensed um, septic inspectors. Um, mm-hmm. Some
1: are also installers,
3: so there's a difference between an inspector, an installer, and an engineer for a septic system. Um, but there are licensed people within each town, and you go to one of those licensed professionals, and you have them come out. They usually look for Um, it it would be the D
1: box, not Mm. the D box cover. See, this is why we, this is why we need Al, but he refused to come tonight. So we'll just keep on calling him out on it. Diagrams. Yeah. No. So now what ends up happening is that, um, the, they'll come and they have to look in the distribution box. And I think that they have to pull another cover off as well. So what they do is they look into the tank. And so when, When your waste and water and everything comes through to your house, it goes out through a pipe into a distribution box, right? And then into the septic tank. And then what happens is there's another hole on the other side of the tank, and that's a little bit higher. So if then from there it goes into the distribution box Mm -hmm. and then from the distribution box, it goes into the leaching field. So when they look in and they pull off these covers, if the water was higher than that like that top one coming into going into the distribution box or going into this um the leaching field then that's how you know you have a failed system mm-hmm. because it's not flowing out into the leaching field so that's how they know it's failed but other things have failed i know one time lisa had to lisa Colley who's the board of health agent in pembroke i remember her coming to one of our listings one time and over on um where was that Taylor street and the box, but like the distribution box was all crumbled. Yeah. The cover was crumbled, but so was like the distribution box. And it's like, that's an automatic fail. Like, so
3: yeah, that's because it's probably been buried for so long. Right.
1: Probably. I would guess. I mean, you put anything underground and it's going to, rot, I guess, even cement. So those are the things that they're looking for. And in some instances, too, if the flow isn't going through the right way, sometimes the leaching field, the problem is the leaching field because... Um, sometimes if you ever have like I had another one um, over on Old West Elm and what ended up happening was a um, truck like backed onto the pipes and it sort of re-pitched this was the people who actually put in the, the system actually and they ran it over but they didn't know until we did the inspection that it actually re-pitched um, that it pitched it. Yeah. So it wasn't working the right way, but that was a pretty easy fix too. They just had to change out, readjust them Mm -hmm. and change one of the pipes out or something like that. So in a lot of instances, it's just something simple that has to be fixed. But in some instances it's a lot worse. So, uh, that's why you have to, you know, you have that title five inspection. So, Mary, uh, I know, like, I was just at a home just now, and you know, they have to get the the system inspected, and the question is, when do I do that? Do I do that before I come on the market? Do I do that when I'm on the market, after I'm on the market? Like, when do I do that? So how do you answer that?
3: So we're big advocates of doing it before you come on the market because... Mm. If you do it after or during the sale, so say you're just la di da da going along with the assumption that I'm gonna pass, I'm gonna pass, and then you find out that your system has failed after you've already accepted an offer. Mm-hmm. So just using round numbers, say you had a you put your house on the market for four fifty and accepted an offer for four twenty five, mm-hmm. not knowing if your system failed or not, mm-hmm. not having it tested. So then. When you go to have it tested, you find out your system failed, and now you have to put a new $25,000 system in.
1: Not that every system is $25,000, by yeah. the way.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, they vary, but mine yeah. that I just put in was twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, really? So that's, a, yeah, that's, why I'm, that's why I pulled it. Really? That was expensive. It's a big one.
1: Yeah. He's a big one. Yeah. Um, cause five my, bedrooms I've seen them like 15,000, you know what I mean? So don't get worried because Mary has a massive septic system. I don't know why it's so big, but Hey, Hey, I have I so, have I have it. so many jokes about it right now, but I'm not sure that I can say any of them. Larry, no, <laughs> <laughs>
3: we'll stay away from that word. He's you know probably, that emoji that everybody likes to he's,
1: use. Uh, he's probably like, yeah, you probably shouldn't say that. Um, um I was going to say, yeah, you're full of blossoms. You're <laughs> full. You're full of, full you're, you're full full of, of blossoms. blossoms. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's why my brown eyes. You know. Mm.
3: Um, so. I mean that so if your septic system was twenty five thousand dollars to replace, now your net is automatically down to four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. You probably wouldn't have accepted that offer that was four twenty five mm-hmm. when you were listed for four hundred fifty
1: yeah um, and one of the things is is I don't think that that you're not going
2: to get dollar for dollar back
1: when you're putting in a new septic system, no,
2: right? no. <laughs> but i what i want oh now i can hear myself what i wanted to contribute to that is, is that when we're marketing the property if you already know that your septic system has failed it could impact the pricing that you know the price that you choose to go on the market but also as a buyer you you want a new septic system you mm-hmm. want to be able to get the full life expectancy out of that system so you don't have to replace it while you own the house mm-hmm. um, so if you're getting a brand new septic system it's going to last you a really long time and it's a great selling point mm-hmm. 100%. yeah and i think one of the great things about it is um
1: it's as a buyer yes you definitely want a house that is you know a newer septic system and um the life expectancy is based on how you treat it as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, here's the thing is a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people are coming from the city and they're just so used to just putting anything down there and thinking that it's going to be okay because it goes over to Dare Island somehow. And yeah. that is not the way that it works here. And um, now you have to worry about every single thing that you put in there. And seriously, the only thing that should be going in there is, is, um, you know, waste waste that comes directly from you Mm -hmm. or into toilet paper Mm -hmm. period. Amen. There should not be anything else. You don't need all these extra additives and things that people try to sell you with these, you know, septic system companies. A good disposal. Yeah. No, well it drives Mark crazy. Mark's a plumber, but honestly these things keep Mark in business. So he recently just got a, um, he just got a um, what do they call it? like an emergency call service call um, at a local um, facility, right? It was actually in Pembroke, and it shares a space with a daycare. And Mark went because the toilet was backed up, and he went in there and he went and got the director and said, "I just need you to see this." And lo and behold, he pulled out like a, a like this. No one, no one can see me. People on Facebook can see me like a, bigger than a football of um baby wipes i was just gonna say a lot of people think
3: that Mm. you can flush baby wipes even because they say flushable And they're not
1: they're not no like they're not
3: even really supposed to be flushable in your sewers like you really shouldn't be putting that stuff down there right
1: well, I think once it leaves your house and you live in the city, you don't really care whose that's problem true. it is. But when you live in your own house, it's your problem. Yeah, but what did,
2: wasn't it like on the news like a couple months ago or last year where like a lot of people's toilets were exploding, <laughs> that had town sewer <laughs> because like it was backed up somehow and they were like no. explode. Yeah, I for sure. Someone really look it up. Thing. They were like exploding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, it was disgusting. But that's why you don't like even if like you do have. Um, <laughs> so more
3: of five right it
2: disgusting. <laughs> You too. well like you know whatever no, because was I, saw, I, was
0: like I saw I that and it was
1: like bubbling out of the yeah. toilet and all over the place it was like inches and
2: inches of it but that's why people are um, <laughs> sort of skeptic when it comes to shared systems like in condos or even in like um, developments like single family home developments have um mm-hmm have a shared septic system it's because you you don't know what anybody else is flushing down the toilet mm-hmm. you know so you if that system fails you all have to contribute to the cost to that yeah so absolutely that's a factor that you have to think of yeah. when you have a shared system
1: and not only did the baby wipe say it they have these new things as i was in bj's recently and they have like like adult baby wipes now <laughs> if you want a fresh bottom <laughs> Yeah, um. when I have a fresh bottom, it's like standing on top of a mountain, like biting into a York
2: peppermint patty. My Nana loves York peppermint patty. I do too. Just as much as I love a clean bottom.
3: <laughs> no, oh my gosh. It, it really is. Okay, so not to be,
2: not to be gross. But we're already there. Not to be gross, but another one. Well, this is a one. pretty crappy subject, so you can be gross. <laughs>
3: Oh, so even feminine products, that's a big one. That is even, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so even one of our, I love kickboxing at the very, very beginning, a lot of people didn't realize that, um, they were on a septic system and it's mainly female based very much for men as well, but there's a lot mm-hmm. of females that go there. And I guess some people were flushing some feminine products down the toilet mm-hmm. and that caused their septic systems. To
1: Cause they'll up. say flushable too. They do.
2: I don't know why anybody would bother flushing a feminine product yeah like well it's
3: not
1: it's easier I
0: mean, <laughs> okay. <if> you really <laughs> want to go there
1: you're there you just that's what people do with them and again they'll say flushable on them so I think that that's why people are doing it and you know although this has nothing to do with really you know what you have to worry about as a uh, seller um, as a buyer you definitely have to but Honestly, like, without getting into other details, well, Mark has gotten a lot of phone calls with different things, Mm -hmm. you know, and he'll go in there and he pulls out toothbrushes, he pulls out little toy cars, he pulls out, one time, it was women's underwear, like, that he pulled out, and, you know, there's a lot of explaining that has to go on when you pull that type of stuff out. Um,
3: These aren't mine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Sorry, but other things. um, I'm trying to think of a word, like, um, you know, protection. Sexual protection isn't supposed to go down there.
3: Oh, birth control.
1: (laughs) Male, male birth, Birth male birth control. Yes. And for diseases too, but that isn't supposed to go down there either. So, I mean, it just clogs your system. What ends up happening sometimes is I really wish Al was here because this would have never went this way. (laughs) But what happens is if things escape through and then it gets out to your leaching field, then it can clog up your system. it will clog up the pipes because the pipes will have little um, holes in it and then it clogs up those pipes and you can't get it won't flow out. The other thing is garbage disposals. You should not have a garbage disposal and you're not supposed to have one if you have a septic system because I'm telling you, get rid of it. It's not me. Get rid of it.
3: It's, and
1: it's not me. Well, you tell her she can't have it. I'm going to lay down the law. No, oh, if you're it will ruin your system. I know. You're, just, you're spending $25,000 on a system. The thing is going. I'm making the decision right now. Sorry, Holly. So if you are, um, I'm not sure if we're still being hurt or not, but um, if you, you the, the reason why is, let's just say that you have a, um, let's just say that you have you put down the grinds of a cantaloupe like orange or something. A cantaloupe or an orange or something like that. Or you're chopping up an onion. Think about like the onion skin, okay? You put it down there, it goes through, it escapes, and then you it it clogs up your system. So that's you don't like want it to doesn't get it. ground up enough or something like yeah. that.
3: And a lot of people do that with um, garbage disposals too because I mean if you're putting like meats down there and greases down there, you're trying to freshen up the smell. Um, I know we had one in the city and it was never a second thought. Like we put everything down there. Well,
1: you can when you don't have a septic system, but a septic. Yeah, because it's not your problem. Exactly. And you shouldn't be putting grease down your
3: system either. No, I mean like, um, like meat fat. Like a lot of people put like the meat fat and stuff down there
1: to get ground up. Uh, shouldn't do that. Oh, no, uh, never. <laughs> Mark, you're going to have to have a conversation with these people. But, yeah, definitely, you should not have. And, you know, people say, I guess I can't live without my, my- – I just can't live without my garbage disposal. And yes, you can. A lot of people will just have, you know, the house in Hingham that we're going to be putting on um, maybe this week is, uh, you know, they just use a little container, like next it's like to a compost. Yeah. Like a little compost area next yeah. to their sink. So they just put all their scraps in that. So that's separate. So that's what you have to do because you don't want your system to get clogged. It's really, really important. And it's a lot of money. It, it's a lot of time, energy, and money, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, What
3: about, um? so something sellers probably do worry about, especially when it comes time to test, mm-hmm. have the inspection done, right, is pumping. Mm. Like, how often should that be being done? Because I know, like, so I've spoken with people who have never pumped and never had a problem. And then they're like, yeah. oh, so we never pump. And I'm going, oh.
1: I don't know. I, I, but the thing is, is the way that systems work is, you know, you have your tank. So most people have like a 15,000 gallon tank. So when everything leaves your home and it goes into the tank, what happens is the solids go to the bottom and then the water or the liquid will come up and then the liquid will go out, the outtake, I guess, and then into the distribution box and then into the, into the leaching field. You have to imagine, like, after so many years, you can only have so many solids before you get to the top. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, that's everything. It's all waste and toilet paper. And, um, things like that. So you have to eventually get it cleaned. So like our system is an older system. Ours was put in when the house was built in 92 Mm -hmm. and we now have it pumped generally every year. Now that the girls aren't there, like we'll have it pumped every two years, but there was a while that we went a little bit, uh, without getting it pumped and we didn't know any better.
3: Yeah, so it's just like a it's another routine. So we talked about this on one of our shows before, mm-hmm. like deferred maintenance yeah. of things. It's just another yearly maintenance issue. Yep. Not issue, but like just something you get in the habit of doing, like cleaning your furnace and mm-hmm. and something like that. So Yeah, absolutely. It's just something that you'd you be should be paying do. a sewer bill if you weren't doing that. Yeah. That's that's what a lot of people don't understand. So rather than if you didn't have a septic system and you lived in the city, you'd be paying a
1: sewer bill mm-hmm. and
3: your water bill would likely
1: be higher yep. in my opinion. Yep. Absolutely. What I've seen. So, um, those are some of the things that you shouldn't do. you again, you're listening to talk real estate with Sharon McNamara in the broker team, which is Melissa Wallace, who is our everything here at Boston connect and Mary Baker, who is our everything for our team. Uh, working with our clients and we are doing our show again live here at our new home at 19 Madacusa street. We're right across the street from stop and shop. I'm watching all the people going through. This is actually, I know nice. I was
3: waving to Mark as he was coming wow. out with yeah. your
1: groceries. Yeah. And then next door we have uh, shepherd's funeral home and um, so if you're in the area and you want to come and say hello to us, come on in. We're here. Um, if you have any questions, though, Amy is at the studio, 781-837-4900. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about this, about this topic, feel free to give us a buzz and uh, we will we'll be happy to talk to you. Um, And if you have a question about anything else to do with real estate, certainly we will take those calls as well. If you wanted to listen to some of our past shows, we're getting those back up to date right now as well. So you can go to our podcast, which is talkrealestateradio.com, uh, or you can go to the podcast app, Talk Real Estate, uh, WATD. So you can find us there. Uh, but we've been working on a new podcast that we're going to be doing. So um, we can continue on with our show after we finish on WATD so we can continue on with our topics because um, right now we have 10 minutes left. So let's continue right now with sellers.
2: Um, Well, for sellers, it's just something that um, we do with all of our sellers is we send out um, sort of like a questionnaire. We try to get as much information about the property as we possibly can for potential buyers. So one of them one of the sections on it is about the septic system. So if it is in a town where you have private septic, you know, we want to know the age of the septic, how many bedrooms it is, where is it located on the property? um, Because those are all questions that a buyer should be asking.
3: Well, that's a really important one, Melissa, because um, we run into this a lot, and Sharon's actually come up against it quite a few times this year, is how many bedrooms is your septic really rated for? Mm -hmm. So common misconception being um, people think the number of bathrooms directly um, affects how how much their septic system is, right? Or what their septic system is rated for. So they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can't, I only have a three-bedroom septic system, so I can't have more than three bathrooms. Well, no, three-bedroom septic system. So, and it's all about the flow. It's all yes. about
1: the flow from mm-hmm. the septic. Well, and that's the other thing too, is when we're talking about buyer's agents and you know when we're working as buyer's agents, it there's so much that goes into it and it's really unfortunate that I had to do that twice this year, that I had to sit down with clients who purchased a home not using us as a buyer's agent and then they were introduced to us. And when I do my research... I feel like my, my job as a listing agent is to do all the research that a buyer agent is going to find because it eventually everything is going to be found. Yeah. So, Oh, sorry. I don't know what is going on. Sorry. Sorry. I'm Hope not sure, but it. we do have a caller. We have Tom from Kingston on the line. Okay. Uh,
2: hi, hi Tom. Tom. We, we're getting some sort of, Nope. That's okay. I got it. It's, Tom, can you hear us?
0: I can. Can you hear me?
1: Yes. Hi. How are you?
0: Good. Are you live right now?
1: We are live right now.
0: So there's a, there's a big delay, I guess, from me watching you on Facebook.
1: Yes, there is a little bit of a delay on Facebook.
0: <laughs>
1: can so you see us funny. waving hey, to I, you?
0: No. I don't see anybody waving yet.
1: Okay. You'll see it in a second. You'll see us in a second. But just listen to us on the, on the radio. That's the better cue for I guess you, that's you anyways.
0: Hey, can yes. I go off subject a little bit?
1: Yeah, of course you can And I think you need to put your you, you need to put your volume down on your Facebook
0: I did Okay, I did. Now there we I go. see everybody waving So that's Yay. kind of
1: the there. Hi, Tom from Kingston
0: Which one is uh, Melissa?
1: Melissa is at the head of the
0: table I have an
2: orange top on
0: <laughs> Oh, okay, I see you Because it was last week you were on the show also, right?
2: Yes, yes
0: but Sharon, you know where I live Yes, I do and And um, we have a neighbor that put their place up for sale, a mobile home. Yes. And they went with a company that only charges 3%. I think you know the name of the company. Yep. And a uh, buyer came in and says, we want the place. They made an offer, and the uh, seller accepted the offer. But then afterwards, the realtor from the buyer says, we're not doing three percent. We need four. Huh? Is that is that uh, something you can do after so, another accepted?
1: Yeah. So here's the thing: is um, we also um, as realtors, uh, we have to in the state of Massachusetts, we have to abide by antitrust laws. So I really am not able to talk about commission with you in that sense with numbers. However, um, because there's other real estate agents that are listening and things like that. However, I can say apples and oranges, okay? So um, I guess that is can you, can't you? I'm not sure that there's really a yes or a no. It seems like somebody did. But to me, that's more of a moral compass issue than it is a legal issue. So I can't imagine... That that is even something when, when we get into contract with our clients, our buyer clients, I mean, our seller clients, we sign a contract with them and the contract says, Mr. And Mrs. You know, so-and-so we are going to be listing your home and we are going to be charging you X apples for this property. And it also indicates if a buyer's agent comes in from another company that we will be charging, that, that we will be giving X amount of apples to that agent. Got it. And the listing company will be keeping X amount of apples. Right. So everybody has does everything different. So for me, I will tell you that I like to evenly split, split my basket of apples with buyer's agents. Sure. Um, I just think it's fair that way. But you're in a contract. So, to answer your question, if I was listing your home when okay. you had your home in Rockland, right?
0: Yes.
1: If, if I was listing your home and we agreed with a legal binding contract
0: from the state. Oh, st- I like that.
1: Right? That Go ahead. said, you know, X amount of apples. And then we got to the closing table, and I said to you, you know, I had to work a little bit harder than I really anticipated. Do you, would you mind giving me two more apples? Like, like right. it just doesn't. Like right. you as a you as the seller would be like, no, we are in a legally binding contract that clearly yeah. states what I will be paying your like company. That. Okay, so, so let's
0: let's go back a little bit further. Okay. I want to sell my home, and I contact you, says Sharon. I like to sell my home. Let's work on the commission. And you say, well, Tom, I'm interested. I need to get 6%, we'll say. And i say, you know what? I want to make it, I'll agree to 6%, but I want to put uh, something into the offer saying, whoever the seller is, I want to give a $500 bonus.
1: The buyer, the buyer's agent, you mean?
0: I'm sorry, the buying agent. Agent, Not yep. the company, but the agent. Yep. So if Melissa sells my home, I want mm-hmm. her to get $500 above and beyond, whatever else she was going to get. Is that legal in Massachusetts?
1: Um, so, no.
0: No, There's it's not. Answer.
1: No, because you can't give money as a broker of this company. So, you know, I mean, Tom, we've known each other for years now. So, you knew when I was an agent, then you knew me right. as a broker. Right. As as a, as a an agent, I am not allowed to take any type of financial monies from, if I'm working for a company and I'm in a, a realtor. Anything that I, you know, earn for compensation goes to the broker and then the broker pays the agent. So if you even said, other than the five hundred dollars that you want to give as a bonus, you could say, I'm gonna give you a brand new TV. That TV is actually legally supposed to go to the broker (laughs) and the broker decides what they're gonna do with it. But I'll let you know this. If one of my agents at Boston Connect was offered a bonus from somebody I would I personally would make sure that they got that bonus like they would not be any type of split with my company to you know what I mean I would be saying okay you earned, you earned this bonus I'm gonna let you have this bonus but an agent can't be taking money directly from anybody the only money that any agent can be taking is from their broker
0: all right because I had the uh, when we had our properties out in Arizona, because it was such a rural area, I said I'd be willing to give you the. The, the person said, "We'll give you a discount instead of charging you so much commission. We'll give you a little bit of better rate." I said, "No, you know what? Charge the regular rate, and again, whoever the uh, buying person is was going to get a bonus. Mm-hmm. So that'd be an in incentive for you to show my property more often or advertise mm-hmm. it better." And Mm -hmm. it worked out great, but I don't know. Like from state to state, does that rules change?
1: Yeah, and one of the things is, I mean, we can do that. I mean, I could put in MLS. I have a listing. I'm selling your house in Rockland, and I could say, if we get an offer, you know, a true bona fide offer that gets accepted by, uh, let me, what's September twenty eighth, the buyer's agent will receive a thousand dollar bonus. Right. So you can put that right in MLS, so long okay. as you're up front. But there can't right. be these back door, side door things like, Oh, no, hey. no, no, it'll
0: be right out in the open, yeah. everybody could see it.
1: Yeah, so long okay. as you do something like that, you, oh, you that could happen. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. It's good, good to finally get connected here on Facebook, so you get to see what's going on. Yay! That's so weird. when you guys, looking at the camera, I says to my wife, they're looking at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we are, Tom. We know where you are at all times. <laughs> yeah.
0: And my, wife, and my wife, Patsy, said to say hello.
1: Hello, Patsy. I miss you guys on my Saturday mornings, but um, I'm glad that you're hello. tuning in now on Tuesdays.
0: Okay. Take care. All right.
1: We'll see you. Bye, Tom. Bye. Bye. Yep. So that was Tom from Kingston. And he's, you know, I, I like to say he's like a, he's like a friend of WETD, you know, he, yeah. he calls into all the radio shows and everything. I did hear the doorbell. So we didn't get really a chance to talk about, you know, what buyers um, should be considering. So it seems like every time we have a topic, it's taking us two weeks to get through those topics. So next week, part yeah. one and part two, part one and part two. And um, we will talk next week about what you have to worry about or what things you have to consider if you're a buyer and you're buying a home that has a septic system. I Uh, think
3: next week we're talking reverse mortgages.
1: Oh yes. We are talking reverse mortgages next week. We do have um, a guest, but maybe I might switch him. So I guess it will be a guessing game. What we have next week. What will it be? Yeah. I think we should just stay on topic with this. So I'll just ask David um, if we can switch um, from homestead mortgage, um, if we can switch him out another week. So next week we'll continue on because I want to talk about now your system fails. What do you do as a seller? How do you get that done? What are the processes? What are the steps? And then switch it over to if you're a buyer's agent, um, if you're a buyer, what are the things that you have to think about and consider if you're purchasing a home? So it's like if you have a home that was built in 1968, and it has a septic system and passes, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Eh. Yeah. (laughs) So Melissa, do you want to give everybody a little um, idea of what's going
2: on with our uh, weekend and open houses? Sure. Come and visit me at Copperwood Circle. It's a 34 lot subdivision off of Uh, Birch Street in Pembroke. Mm -hmm. Um, I will be there this Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 12. Um, And then I'm going to mosey on over to Bristol Estates, um, seven lot subdivision off of Taylor Street in Pembroke. Um, We now do the open houses there from one to three. So we're spending like almost five hours of our time um, every single Saturday and Sunday um, doing what we love, and that's working with Stonebridge Homes and mm-hmm. you know s- selling out those selling yeah. out those bad boys. The so. neighborhoods <laughs> are
1: really looking nice,
2: aren't they? They are. Yes, it's exciting
1: to watch it come um, together with all the families and everything. Yeah,
2: and uh, over at Copperwood, we have two new model homes to um, showcase. So. Um, it's great. One's a ranch, and we've been having a lot of people coming through wanting to see ranches, so we're excited about mm-hmm. that one. Um, so two model homes available and three lots that are still available over at Copperwood. Um, we do have one model home at Bristol that I can show you on Saturday and Sunday, um, and we have three lots that are available over there as well. So come awesome. on by and see me.
1: Nothing like new construction. We'll do <laughs> we'll do another we'll do a show on new construction again soon too. So yes. again, uh, you were listening to Talk Real Estate here on WATD. Uh, we are in our own home studio here with Larry. Thank you for joining us, Larry. It's always a pleasure. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can always reach us at seven eight one eight two six eight thousand seven eight one eight two six eight thousand. That is our office uh, phone number. But you can also uh, find us on bostonconnect.com com. So, uh, reach on out to us and find us on bostonconnect.com. You can see all of our profiles and um, everything like that. And thank you for watching on uh, Facebook Live. We'll have all of our shows uh, coming up on our podcast. Again, you can find that on talkrealestateradio.com, talkrealestateradio.com, or talkrealestateradio, WATD, on the podcast app. Again, thank you, everybody. Amy, thank you so much for all your hard work over there in the studio. She can't hear us. So we're just going to end it here. Bye everybody. Have a great night.